Assalamu alaikum sister. In today's episode, we're looking at the idea of keeping a guy interested. Now here's a message I received from a sister. And she said, Dear Soraya, I wish I knew how to keep a guy interested. I see ladies all around me meeting guys and those guys seem absolutely in love with them. I don't know how they do it. I feel like I don't know anything and there's a secret code that everyone knows. Seriously, how do I keep a guy's interest so he wants to get married? In today's episode, we're going to look at three things. First of all, the idea of keeping a guy interested. Second of all, where this idea has come from, where this need has come from. And thirdly, we're going to reframe this idea of keeping a guy interested so that you are more in line with your values and goals as a Muslim woman who wants to get married. So let's begin to unpack the question from this sister and get to the heart of what she actually needs in her search. So if I look at her message now, a few things that stand out to me. First thing is, I see ladies all around me. And right now, I feel like this sister is only seeing the outcome and assuming that it's the result of some kind of strategy. So she's seeing guys who are seemingly in love with women, wanting to get married to women, and she's assuming there's some kind of strategy or secret to get there. And it sounds then like she's desperately trying to figure out what that is. Secondly, she asks how to keep a guy's interest. And this may be something you've asked yourself, and that's completely fine. Zero judgment, we've all done it. But unknowingly, by doing this, you're giving yourself the entire responsibility of moving from single to married based on somebody else's needs and wants. And it is exhausting. And if you're taking on that responsibility of keeping a guy interested so it gets to marriage, you are going to be emotionally burnt out because that is not the job of one person. So first of all, I just want to put this out there. I blame a lot of this on these so-called dating gurus. Now, there are some really good dating gurus out there or dating coaches, whatever you want to call them. And they are the ones who focus on you, right? How do you feel? How to empower yourself? How to self-advocate? Those are the good ones. But the bad ones, in my opinion, are the ones that lead you down a Google rabbit hole because they want you to watch all of their videos and they want you to um, read all of their articles and read all of their books because in the hope that at some point you're going to stumble upon the nugget, the thing that you need to get the guy to do what you want. So the bad ones are the ones that honestly are going to exploit you when you are feeling vulnerable, when you're feeling low and you're feeling uncertain. And you may find yourself, and I've done this as well before I was married, googling things like or watching videos about things like how to get a guy to text you back, how to make him commit, how to make him miss you, how to get him to chase you. And any kind of any kind of video or article that tells you how to get a guy to do something or how to make a guy do, think or feel something, they are based on manipulation. Now, to be fair, these tactics probably do work, but very short term. So yes, you might be able to get a guy to text you back, but you're going to have to keep working hard for him to text you every time. You may even be able to, you know, do something to get a guy to lead to commitment. But after marriage, are you going to have to keep doing it to keep his interest? So these kinds of dating content, they are based on very short term, quick 
dopamine fixes, but they are not suitable for a long-term marriage. However, I do get where the need to Google this stuff comes from. I mean, if you looked at my Google search and my bookshelf before I got married, it was stuff like, you know, how to be more, how to seem more attractive, how to make him see me as a wife, what to say to keep him hooked, how to be adored. I mean, whatever was out there, I read it and I listened to it because I really thought that at any point now I would figure it out and it would all fall into place. Now, there are four key dangers to this approach. When you are approaching your search from a place of how to keep a guy interested, there are four key dangers. The first danger is that you're making it all about him because you're so focused on his needs, his wants, what will please him, that you forget what your needs are, what your wants are and what will please you. And um, let's be honest, guys, we are chronic people pleasers, most of us. So this comes easy to us and it becomes a game. What can I do next? What's my next step to keep him hooked? Now I've got him here. What's my next strategy? And um, honestly, it's a lot of mind games and it really makes it all about him. Danger number two in this process is losing yourself Forgetting who you are, pushing aside your authentic self to instead be what he wants, literally censoring yourself, hiding yourself, and instead being what you perceive he wants. So to give you this example, and I'm sure I've talked about this in another podcast episode, and I know I've talked about it in my book, but I remember once meeting a guy who was really, really into fitness. And if you know me, you know I am not into fitness I mean, I should be and I exercise because I have to, but I'm not like it's not a lifestyle choice or anything for me. Um, But this guy was really into fitness. And back then I used to do a Zumba class. And if you could hear the way I played up this Zumba, you would think I was some kind of, uh, I don't know, fitness coach or something. But I felt like this is what he wanted in a wife. And I did whatever it was to keep him interested, thinking that, you know, later on he'd figure out that actually I love my burgers, but it would be okay because we'd be married. And needless to say, that connection didn't work. I would find myself doing this with each new guy I met. So for example, if a guy said he was really into sci-fi, I would think of the two sci-fi films I've probably seen in my whole life and really play those up, big those up like I'm some big sci-fi fan. And what I was doing is just responding to what I thought the guys wanted. So when you're focusing on how to keep him interested, You lose yourself. You're focusing on what he wants, not what you want and who you are. The third danger of this kind of approach, this how to keep him interested, is you begin to ignore your instincts and needs and quite dangerously, you you ignore potential red flags because you've become too focused on him. What is his next move? Is he responding to the things I'm doing? Is he showing signs of seeing me as a wife? Is he showing signs of wanting to see me again, wanting to commit to me? And you're so focused on looking for the things you want and looking for the responses you want that you ignore the things that are actually going on. You push aside red flags and other nagging doubts because you just really focused on what are the responses I'm getting? Is it what I want? If it's not, what can I do? And the last danger number four of this approach is you lose sight of your boundaries. And I've seen this happen to countless sisters. And there's, again, zero judgment, but you find a lot of sisters, you know, finding their values and the boundaries are crossed because they want to do what he wants. They want to be the kind of person that he would connect to. 
because, you know, they feel that they're in sync. So you lose sight of your boundaries and you stop self-advocating. You stop speaking up when a guy does or says something that doesn't feel right to you. So we need to turn this around to come back to the sister's question, how to keep him interested. I actually want to turn that around. First of all, sister, if you're listening to this, I want you to remind yourself that you are beautiful, empowered Muslim woman. Allah has given you marriage as a right in Islam. We are not from the Western world where it's considered needy and clingy to talk about marriage. This is your right. And you're aiming to marry your best friend and your companion. When I ask sisters, what are you looking for in a spouse? I can guarantee they will say quite rightly, I want to marry a guy who can be my best friend and my companion. Now think about your friendships. Think about your friends. If you had to work super hard to keep your friends as your friends in your life, there would come a point where you'd be like, you know what, this isn't worth it. If she doesn't want to be my friend, what am I doing? And yet when it comes to the guys, you will do whatever it takes to make him into the husband, even if he's not responding. So remember, if you want to marry your best friend, you need to marry somebody who feels like your best friend, not who you make into your best friend. So instead of how can I keep him interested, this is what I want you to ask yourself instead. What can I do to ensure that I bring 100% of myself to the match? So let me just repeat that. What can I do to ensure that I bring 100% of myself to the match? And by that, that doesn't mean 100% of my effort where I'm going to do everything to get him. That means 100% of me, who I am, my values, my beliefs, my experiences, my character traits. How can I bring myself 100% authentically to this match, knowing that if it works out, great. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine because I brought 100% of myself. And notice, this isn't the same as giving 100%. When we say you give 100% of yourself to your match, that's when things start tipping over into how to keep him interested. I'm talking about bringing 100% of yourself authentically you. Now, Sir, here are some questions to um, help you decide if you're doing that or not and to help you stay on track. When you're getting to know somebody, I want you to ask yourself, first of all, am I being true to myself? Or are you censoring yourself? Are you hiding parts of yourself? And what I mean by yourself is you right now, not you the wife in the future, not you his potential spouse one day, you right now. Am I being true to myself when I'm speaking and behaving? Is it from a place of my beliefs and my experiences? Or am I censoring myself because I feel that it's not what he wants? Second thing I want to ask you to ask yourself is, and this is such a fundamental question, but so important. Do I like him? Okay, we become so focused on, does he like me? Does he want to marry me? Is he showing me the signs that you forget to ask yourself, do I actually like him? Do I actually like him? Do I want to meet him again? Third thing I want to ask yourself is, how do I feel about myself when I'm with him? Do I feel confident? Do I feel like I can be myself? Do I have to censor myself? Do I feel belittled by him? Do I feel misunderstood? Do I feel judged? 
Um, so how do you feel about yourself when you're with him? Um, and lastly, which I guess is kind of similar to the last question, but how do I feel in his company? Do I feel safe? Do I feel heard? Do I feel understood? Do I feel accepted? Or do I feel that this is somebody who isn't getting me, who doesn't understand me, who doesn't like me? Okay, and be very honest with yourself about that. And if you can ask yourself these four questions, it's going to remove you from this how to keep him interested mindset and instead take you to a place of how can I give or bring, sorry, how can I bring 100% of myself to the match? And it takes away this need to work and to take on the burden of the entire match yourself. It encourages him to bring 100% of himself and to step up and to show you that he is worthy of you, right? Not just that, you know, I want to be worthy of you, the guy. You want to see, is he worthy of you as well? Sisters, I promise you, there is no secret code. I absolutely promise you. So please step away from trying to please all of the guys and focus instead on the connection that you're looking for, which should be something that is effortless, simple and fun because it's more likely to read, to lead to marriage. And inside the Get Married Over 30 program, the first thing we do when you join is we create your self-esteem portfolio, which is a set of resources that you are going to come back to time and again that will help you remain objective, stay grounded and become more self-aware of times where you may be losing yourself and heading towards burnout in your search. So one last thing, sister, I want to reassure you, there's no need to twist yourself in knots to please and attract a guy because, and I feel like I really need to make this my motto, because the thing I want to leave you with, sister, is no matter who he is, how wonderful he is on paper, no guy is ever your last option. I shall see you in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum.